Are you ready to revolutionize your health and fitness, especially now that you're in midlife? After dedicating five years to perfecting a unique blend of exercise and nutrition strategies tailored for women in midlife, I've crafted something truly special. And now it's your turn to benefit from these insights. Kickstart 2024 with a bang. I'm thrilled to announce the launch of our exclusive eight-week online group coaching program designed specifically for women in midlife who are ready to take control of their health and fitness journey. This is more than just a course. It's a transformational experience that will guide you in crafting a personalized health and fitness routine that resonates with your life and aspirations. Imagine embracing a lifestyle where fitness and health are not just goals, but a joyful part of your daily life. If you're ready to make this meaningful change and want a coach to guide you, then the Pursue Your Spark Blueprint 8-week course is your gateway. Don't let this opportunity slip away. Use the link in the show notes to apply to join the 8-week Pursue Your Spark Blueprint. All applications must be submitted by January 7th. 2024. Ready to get unstuck and recharge your midlife? It's Heike Yates here with the Pursue Your Spark podcast, your spot for a straightforward talk on fitness, nutrition, and a can-do mindset. With over a decade of experience, I specialize in empowering women in midlife to break through limiting beliefs and thrive. We'll dive into everything important for women in midlife, from conquering menopause to fine-tuning your metabolism and letting go of old beliefs that no longer serve you. So are you ready to say, yes, I can? Tune in and discover actionable steps that make midlife feel better than ever. This is the Pursue Your Spark podcast. Hello and welcome to the first episode of the Pursue Your Spark podcast in 2024. I'm your host, Heike Yates, and you'll be in for a ride for our first episode of the new year. Today, we're peeling back the layers of what it truly means to thrive in your health, fitness, career, relationships, and legacy as you step into this empowering phase of life. We're not just talking about the usual tips and strategies. Oh no, we're going way beyond that. We're exploring the unexpected, the unconventional, and the utterly fascinating aspects of midlife that often go unnoticed. And we are joined by my friend, Bernie Borges. Bernie was born and bred in the bustling streets of New York City. Bernie eventually found his way to the sunny vibes of Tampa Bay, alongside a loving 36-year marriage to Jean. He's been rocking the B2B world with both sales and marketing. But here's the kicker. Bernie's also a podcasting powerhouse. From his early days with Modern Marketing Engine to the catchy Digitally Irresistible podcast, he's now pouring all that energy into midlife fulfilled. I'm super excited to chat with him about life, his new podcast, and about the five pillars in midlife. Let's dive into this week's episode. Hi, Bernie. I was so excited to have you on the show. It's glad you can make it. Well, thank you, Heike. It's great to be with you. So, Bernie, what is the best habit that you have? I would say, boy, I've got a few of them, but I think the best habit that I have is 
getting to bed by 10 p.m. so that I can get seven hours of sleep, wake up at 5 a.m. Now, this is Monday through Friday. Wake up at 5 a.m. and then uh, spend time that is about me. Uh, I work out most of that time. And then I sit down and I read through my affirmations. I do a little bit of praying. Um, and then I go take a shower and hit my, my work day. But I do all that between 5 a.m. and about 7.30 a.m. And that is so therapeutic for me. I just, I couldn't live the life I live without doing that. Yeah, you have a very busy life. And I love that these are your habits that you can swear by and live by. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's part of, uh, to me, it's like brushing my teeth. Really. It's, it's as routine as brushing my teeth. I wouldn't think of do not doing what I just described. Yeah. I love it. Now, when we first met and we connected, we had a discussion about midlife. What age is midlife? And I was convinced that midlife starts at around 45. And then you said, but hike it. How far down does your midlife go? Can you share your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's a, it's a fun kind of popular topic. I enjoy discussing that. So first of all, like I, I, I'm going to first say that midlife, what, what midlife is not. Midlife is not a midpoint of our life. The word mid is in midlife, obviously. So a lot of people take that literally. I often say there's lots of euphemisms in the English language. For example, we park in a driveway and we drive in a parkway, right? <laughs> so the point is that midlife is not the quote-unquote midpoint of your life because we don't know when we're going to die. So how can we know when, our, when the midpoint of our life is? So, but to your question, I really believe, and I've done research on this, I really believe that midlife is, for the most part, adulting. And for the most part, that begins for a lot of people in our 30s. Now, a more popular definition of midlife is, you know, 40 to about, you know, mid-60s. There's a lot of, you know, internet content around that. But I've also seen some acknowledgement of my own philosophy of it. And that is that really when we begin adulting, for many of us in our 30s, and what I mean by that, Heike, is we start to have responsibility beyond those youthful years of our 20s, Right. For many of us, it's a mortgage, it's a marriage, it might be kids, whatever the circumstance might be, we've got these responsibilities and we're now going through these phases where we're ambitious and we want to get things done in our life and in our career and our families and that sort of thing. And we kind of really hit the rat race, whether we want to admit it or not, you know, we're in that rat race. And so I really believe we have three phases of midlife, early, mid and, and late. And so early is 30s and 40s, mid is 50s and 60s, I'm in my 60s, and then late midlife is 70s and beyond. And the only thing after midlife is end of life. And end of life really is only defined when we decline, when we go into a decline in health that eventually leads to our passing. And that's not exactly the same for everybody. That's a very unique thing. So that's my not so short-winded, that's my long-winded explanation of, of midlife. I love this. I talked to somebody yesterday who did not want to divulge her age to begin with. And I told her about our upcoming interview and she was scratching her head about the whole midlife division. I said, how old are you now? And she said, I'm 60. I'm like, you're prime midlife. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. It was so cute. Now, 
you started the Midlife Fulfilled podcast in February of 2022, and you had said, nobody talks about fulfillment. Why do you think that is? And men are excluded, it seems, from what I've learned through my observations with, about you. Yeah, you know, I've, I've made that same observation. So before I actually started the Midlife Fulfilled podcast, um, I, I've been podcasting for 10 years. And I knew, and I was ready for a new podcast. And I knew I wanted to do something about midlife. So I went out and searched the internet for midlife podcasts. And mostly what I found, Heiko, were podcasts hosted by women. You're an example of that. And for women, you're an example of that, right? And in many cases, I'm not suggesting that this is your, your uh, Pursue Your Spark podcast, but in many cases, a lot of the topics centered around menopause and divorce. And nothing wrong with that, but there was a lot of that content out there. And I didn't really find podcasts that were not geared to either men or women, but just for, for both of them, but around this topic of fulfillment. I heard podcasters in their content throw in the word fulfillment, you know, as part of a conversation. But I didn't find anything that was just focused on that. And that's what I wanted to do because I believe firmly that everyone wants fulfillment. And the reason is because fulfillment is soul deep. It is deep in our soul. When we achieve fulfillment, and by the way, fulfillment is not this one thing we just achieve in life. It's, it's, it's broken up according to what I call the five pillars of midlife, right? Those five pillars are health, fitness, career, relationships, and legacy. So we can be really fulfilled in any one of those five pillars or two or three or four, or maybe even all five, although highly unlikely, by the way. Um, but whatever fulfillment we have in any of those pillars, it's so deep. And it's what I call immutable, like a immutable. If I have fulfillment over something, a bad day or a bad week, can't take that away. That fulfillment is deep within my soul. Nothing can take that away. I might have a bad day. I might be angry. I might be upset about something. But that fulfillment in any one of those five pillars, that fulfillment is immutable. I love this. We also talk about before fulfillment and after fulfillment, before we dive into those five pillars, how would that relate to what we're going to talk, continue to talk about? So again, we've got the, the five pillars. I can't separate them, right? And, and so because we go through life, uh, not linear, but, you know, very iteratively, right? We just go through cycles. We go through life and, you know, we have ups and downs. We have good days, bad days, good weeks, bad. We have good years and bad years. I mean, all of that, right? So we can go through a period where we are what I call BF before fulfillment. You know, we just haven't reached that, that fulfillment stage in a particular thing, whatever that might be. It might be related to your career. It might be related to your education. It might be related to your health. It might be related to, you know, the topic not a, but a big focus of yours, fitness and health, right? So you might be in that before fulfillment stage. For example, someone who wants to lose 30, 40, 50 pounds, right? And so they're in that before fulfillment stage and then they work with someone like you to help them get through that. 
And then on the other side, now they're fulfilled. They've lost 50 pounds. They feel so much better about, about themselves. And they're just doing life just in a better way for, for them in that particular example, right? So I call that BF to AF, before fulfillment to after fulfillment. I love this. Also, you talk about an 80-20 principle in your fulfillment. What does that mean? To me, 80-20 means something completely different than your 80-20. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, maybe it doesn't. I don't know that it does. Let me explain it, and then you can tell me whether you think it means something different. So I did a little research before I launched my podcast, and I surveyed 267 people, meaning I had 267 people respond to my survey. And in that survey, the big, big takeaway was that 78% of the people who responded, and they were all over 40, they responded that they were not totally fulfilled in their life. I asked people, are you totally fulfilled or are you less than totally fulfilled? I didn't give them a percentage. I said, are you totally fulfilled or less than? 78% said less than. So I started to, I said, well, that's pretty close to 80%. So I started doing research on the 80-20 principle just to understand what it is. And what I discovered about it, Heike, is that it's not, to meant, it's not meant to be literal. So my, in my 78% example, right, that's not 80, it's 78, right? right? So it isn't meant to be literal. It's just that it's a principle that can be applied to so many things across the spectrum of world, the world and life and business and everything, right? And so when you look at that, that Number 78% said that they were less than totally fulfilled. 19% said that they were totally fulfilled. And I think there's a balance of like 3% um, who just said, I don't know. They yeah, like really couldn't answer the question. Um, so 78 and 19, it's pretty close to 80 and 20. And so in my research, I just discovered that it's not meant to be literal. It's just meant to be representative of so many things in life. So at the end of every episode on my Midlife Fulfill podcast, I close it out by saying, if you're 80% fulfilled, you're doing great. And think about it, those five pillars, and I know you want to kind of go there, but I'm going to actually ask you to go there with me now because they're connected. We've got five pillars. Imagine if you were totally fulfilled in four out of the five pillars. That's 80%, right? Four out of five is 80%. So if you were totally fulfilled in four out of the five pillars, you're doing great. You know, don't beat yourself up if you're not 100% because guess what? You're in very good company. I love this because in my relation to the 80-20, it usually goes around nutrition. And in my courses, I teach the 80-20 principle of being 80% full. And that means that you are satisfied. You had enough food. You're no longer hungry. You could eat some more, but you don't really need to because you are satisfied. And, and that's where the 80% come in. And that's also a little bit, it could be 78% and, and, or 82%. And a funny thing is my husband and I sometimes do that when we have a delicious meal and we're eating and we're sitting there and think, and we ask each other, how full are you? <clears throat> 78. Could you eat a little bit more? Yeah, but if I eat more, then I'm stuffed. Or I can eat maybe a bite more. Okay, let's get that one bite, but then we're done at 80%. <laughs> so we're not overstuffing ourselves. 
That's great. But you're, I think you're really helping me prove my point, and that is that principle can be applied to so many things just in the spectrum of our entire life. Absolutely. And even though you say the five pillars are not separate, and I totally agree with that, I still want to dive in each one just a little bit yeah, more. Happy so let's, to. Go, let's go for health. How do health priorities change in midlife? And what drives this shift or these shifts? Well, there's a few things. How much time do we have? <laughs> it's a big topic. Uh, so health changes in a few ways. One is as we get older, we, we generally are dealing with more physical health issues, ailments, might be illnesses. Uh, we may start to realize that there are hereditary conditions that, you know, we're exposed to just from our ancestry. Um, it maybe we ignored our health or we ate very, very poorly for decades and now it's catching up with us in our forties or fifties. So it's just uh, all those factors, right? So hereditary as well as lifestyle uh, influences can impact our physical health. But the other big one is our mental health as well. So often, and look, I am not a therapist or a psychologist or a psychiatrist. I'm none of those. But you know, and I know that many of us might bury things for decades. Could be a childhood thing, or it could be, you know, we were expected to become a lawyer. So we became a lawyer and we wake up at age 50 and we hate lawyering or whatever it may be. Right. And that's been eating at us for decades. So mental health is another big factor that needs to be acknowledged and dealt with. Yeah, absolutely. And that's one of the toughest things for most people to address those deep-rooted fears, anxieties, um, griefs that we carry around with us for so long. Yep. Now, why is it, why is fitness pivotal in midlife for a life fulfillment? So, uh, I love this question. Um, first of all, let me start with the bad news. <laughs> the bad news is that according to the CDC, which is obviously a U.S. government agency, according to the CDC, 60% of Americans don't exercise. And uh, also 40% of Americans are obese. And I think uh, the number is 10% of Americans are morbidly obese. So this is not good news. This is bad news. And unfortunately, uh, it's having an impact that ripples through all of society in so many ways. Yes, of course, there is a direct connection between fitness and health. No question about it. No question about it. But also there's just the day-to-day -day function of how we can live our life. If we don't maintain a reasonable, respectable level of fitness and I know, and you know, we're not talking about, you know, big muscles or being able to run marathons, although many people in midlife do, for sure. We, we all know that. But I'm not saying that that's the level of fitness we have to have, right? Just functional fitness so that you can do things normally. If you need to move, you can pack boxes and, you know, and load a truck or just go into the grocery store. You can pick up groceries. The list goes on. Just the bad news that I shared about 60% of Americans not doing any exercise at all, that is just such a bad statistic that I want to, and I know you are, in your great podcast, bringing attention to this topic so that more people can just have this wake-up call when they need that wake-up call. Like, you've got to consider your fitness 
That's why I break it out. Yes, it's it's connected to health, and I acknowledge that all day long. But I break it out to, into its own pillar because of the data that I shared with you, which is not good data. So I think it warrants its own pillar. Hey, it's Heike. I want to jump in and tell you about a program I'm offering. If you're ready to take control of your life and feel vibrant again, then the Pursue Your Spark Blueprint is for you. It's an eight-week online group coaching program for women in midlife. On this life-changing journey, you'll start a healthy intermittent fasting routine, lose body fat, improve gut health, and boost your energy. And boy, will you feel stronger after the course. With our course, you won't feel like you need to start over each time life gets in the way. Our tailored Pilates and strength training exercises combined with a built-in accountability system will make sure that you build lasting and consistent habits. We're not just about physical transformation. We're here to help you build a confident mindset to make guilt-free, smart health choices. Imagine going mountain biking or fitting into last year's clothing without a hitch. That's the energy and vitality the Pursue Your Spark blueprint brings. Ready to prioritize your health? Click the link in the show notes to apply. It's time to invest in yourself because you are worth it. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. When I think back, I've been a coach for 35 years. And as a coach, you always want to help people live healthier, happier, fitter lives. And when I look back in my career and the clients I've seen, it's literally going the other way. The few people that are in my world, whether it's to pursue your spark or in my uh, brick and mortar studio, these are the few people that put their fitness and health center. All the rest it's almost like you can't reach people. They are bombarded with fitness information that is incorrect. They don't know where to start. They don't know um, who to listen to, what program to follow to, because we're inundated with so much information. And these 40% are the ones that need us the most, but they are the ones the hardest to reach for maybe other reasons other than that they're just inactive. I don't know, but it's almost in, in my world, I'm like, come on, you can do this. I got you. Give me at least a chance to help you. And so yeah. fitness is definitely pivotal, especially also midlife. And when you think of women, menopause, it is the time to, if you haven't done anything, it's move it. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of people say that they don't have time. And, and, and I respect people who have crazy, busy schedules. Maybe they work two jobs, whatever the circumstance may be. But I've heard you talk about this, Heike. You know, you and I are sitting in chairs right now. I, I'm not going to demonstrate it, right? But I could just use my arms and do, you know, push-ups on my arms, right? I could stand up. We're both up. doing push-ups for anybody watching the video. Yeah, exactly. We could do push-ups <laughs> with our arms. We could just stand up. And take a two-minute break and do push-ups on, on, on the desk itself. There are so many ways that we can just carve out these little moments. And it can be 30 seconds at a time. It doesn't have to be take an hour out of your day, right? Although that's great. I share with you my morning routine. But you don't have to do it that way if you're unable to do that. You just have to have the mindset and then make, those, make the best of those little moments wherever you may be. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Now, let's dive into career. 
How do career aspirations transform in midlife and how can we find a renewed passion? Yeah. So again, how much time do we have? <laughs> we I just love talking to you and we uh, know so much. So we'll have to just suck it up and keep talking. <laughs> uh, all right. I love it. I, 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 I can talk about this all the time. So as you know, Heike, we spend most of our waking time in our career, right? And when you think about how many decades uh, the midlife phase of our life span, right? I shared earlier, I believe we have early, mid, and, and late midlife stages. So oftentimes, so many things can happen for us throughout those career stages, right? We might start out in, in a particular career and then realize whether it's in our 30s or 40s or 50s that we want to do a pivot and just go do something different for whatever the reason might be. I use the example, by the way, I have heard it many times. You know, I used the, the lawyer example. I know many quote unquote recovering attorneys. I'm not here to disrespect attorneys. I just have met many people who just after being an attorney for a while. And that's just one example, right? So as we go through these midlife seasons, these phases, we've got to really like what we're doing. We have to feel fulfillment from what we're doing. And, and here's what a lot of people realize one day. Sometimes it's subconscious, but it's best when it's conscious. And that is they realize that where they are in their career in this midlife stage that they're in, does not align with their values. And I'll give you a simple example. If someone is in a stage where they have young children at home, let's say they're in their early 40s, they've got three kids, they're young, and they're traveling for the job, and they're constantly on the road. Well, you know, that person wakes up one day and says, you know, my values are my family, but I'm only home on the weekends. So that's an example, just one simple example of, a misalignment between career and values, right? So going through that exercise of what are my current values? Because our values can change, right? Absolutely. My kids are out of the house, right? They're grown, they're adults, they're out of the house. So I don't have the same values in, in that regard as when they were young and, you know, and, and obviously at home, right? So it's a matter of really just going through that exercise, that mental exercise. What are my current values? How does my career align with my current values? Mm -hmm. So I'd also think it requires us to become more flexible. I think over the years we become or might become very rigid in our thinking that this is the only career. And uh, just recently, my brother, who is eight years younger, just celebrated 25 years in the same company. Wow. It, it, that's what I said. I'm like, 25 years? That's unheard of. Normally, or oftentimes, people change every three to four years and do their yeah. career. So he is really fulfilled in what he does. That's wonderful. That's totally so, wonderful. You know, I, I remember back to the 80% thing, right? I'm not suggesting that it's, you know, 100% or am I suggesting that you should be at 20%, right? If you're 80% fulfilled, that's great. So if he's 100% fulfilled in his career pillar, that is wonderful. So I would ask your brother, then look at the other four pillars and ask yourself, you know, how fulfilled are you in all the other four pillars? And you know what? If he says 100% across all of them, fantastic. But I will say this, he would be the exception, not the norm. You know, and uh, as we're talking about this, I know one pillar that he's absolutely not fulfilled. And I don't want to say it on the podcast in case he uh -huh. listens to it because I don't want to spread his news. But he's worked on his 
fitness pillar a lot lately. So he's been bringing that fitness pillar up to his career pillar. Great. And uh, some of the others are still lagging from what I, he told and shared with me, but he's the exception being so fulfilled in a job, in a career that I have heard in recent history. So I say to more power to him. Yeah, that's great. So when we, you touched on it a little bit already. Now we're talking about our relationships. When we talk about before fulfillment and after fulfillment, when you're uh, putting this in relation to our um, family dynamics, the kids leaving, and now also elder care, what, how would that all fit together? Yeah, the relationship pillar is, in my view, the most complex one. And I say the most complex because that relationship pillar is very multifaceted. Mm -hmm. So start, we'll start with the obvious, right? Your immediate family, your spouse or significant other, your siblings, if your parents are still alive, mine or not. Um, but when they were alive, my relationship with my parents, right? Your own kids, uh, you know, now we have very young grandchildren and I'm building relationships with them, although they're really young. I mean, the oldest is three, but even that three-year-old grandson, it's wonderful when I get a hug from him and to, to feel that, that affection from him. So relationships with our family is certainly an obvious one and just building and maintaining and sustaining and working at that and never taking them for granted. But it goes obviously well beyond that, right? There's friends, there's neighbors, there's local community, there's maybe clubs that you belong to or church group or synagogue. Uh, there's work, right? There's people you work with and some you like, some you may not like, right? And then <laughs> I was asked recently and I was prepared for this answer and I was asked, well, you know, where does religion come in, right? And I said, that's relationship, right? I'm a person of faith. So I have a relationship with my God. That's relationship. So this, this pillar of relationship is very complex because it spans so many different areas of our life. And I would suggest that it's hard to be a hundred percent fulfilled across all those relationship buckets that I described just under that pillar of of relationship, right? There's so many buckets in there, right, Heike? Oh my goodness. I'm just pulling all my buckets. Here comes my, my kids' buckets, grandma bucket, the daughter bucket, uh, you know, sister bucket. I was like, oh goodness. And yeah. I don't have anybody really I work with other than my virtual assistant, but that's also another bucket or yeah. the husband-wife bucket. That's also a big yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. When you think of all those buckets, and some of those buckets are more fulfilled than others, I have to say. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, T absolutely. That's why I say it's, it's you know, for someone to be 100% fulfilled in all those buckets of relationships, that's pretty amazing if that's, you know, the case for anybody. It's a, especially relationships, I always think it's a work in progress and you can only put your best foot forward and and practice understanding and forgiveness for some things that you encounter in those relationships. Absolutely. Understanding, yeah. uh, forgiveness, compassion, empathy, and love. You know, yeah. I mean, that's, it's all about that. So sending it all out. Now, one of your pillars is legacy. And I have to be honest, 
I grew up in Germany and legacy for all these years, and even though I've lived in the States now for 40 years, the word legacy to me always sounds foreign. And I don't know what to do that. So how do you view legacy and how can this, the listener understand this maybe if they don't understand yeah. it like I do? Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is my favorite pillar. So let me explain what I mean by legacy. It's actually pretty simple because there's another word I'm going to use that's synonymous with legacy. And, and I think you'll get it right away. And that's impact. Think about what you're doing. How many people have you and do you impact your legacy? Not limited to this, I'm sure, because you've got family, but your legacy is how you are impacting people, I think specifically women, in their fitness pillar, right? So legacy is all about what's the impact that you're having on fill in the blank, right? Whatever that is for you. It's as simple as that. What is that? And I think for a lot of us, we tend to, and I'm, I'm generalizing here, so I'm not saying this is for everybody, absolutely not for everybody. I'm just saying in general, a lot of us either delay thinking about that or maybe even just put it off or ignore it or whatever. But then the flip side is as we get older, we start to think about that, right? Now that I have grandkids, like I, how, how can I impact my grandkids, right? What impact can I have with my Midlife Fulfilled podcast? What impact are you having with your Pursue Your Spark podcast, right? So legacy is all about impact. How are you impacting fill in the blank? Why didn't anybody tell me that earlier? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, everybody talks about legacy and I'm like, wow, this is like so profound. What does it actually impact? Making an impact on the people around you in the world. Bernie, that's exactly. why you had to be on the show. <laughs> So thrilled to be here. Oh, now, final question. If um, every midlifer were to leave behind a time capsule, capturing their legacy, what unexpected item do you believe should they include in their capsule? So time capsule with an unexpected item, item. in it? Mm -hmm. Okay. <clears throat> that is a fascinating question. So... I'm going to take it back to legacy and, and that is some evidence of, so I'm going to speak in the first person, some evidence of the person or the thing that I wanted to impact. Right. And so, uh, so maybe in my case, it would be, um, Hey, at the time that I created this capsule, my podcast had X number of episodes and, my hope is that I impacted X number of people around finding fulfillment across these five pillars of midlife. So something that would just help the, the person who discovered the time capsule, help them understand, it, it, again, I'm speaking in the first person, my thinking on how I view legacy and where I wanted to have an impact with my legacy. That's a good time capsule. I like that one. I thought I'm, I'm going to offer you a question that's a little bit more deeper and thinking about it's like, oh, what can it be? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's a great one. I, 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 I love how you really got me thinking on that. Yeah, <laughs> I love this, Bernie. Thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing all your wisdom. How can people reach and connect with you? Well, thank you, Heike. It's been a thrill to be with you. Um, so uh, I'm easy to find either by name, Bernie Borges, B-O-R-G-E-S. And then, of course, uh, the Midlife Fulfilled podcast is easy to find uh, anywhere. And I have a website. And guess what it, the website is? It's midlifefulfilled.com. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you so much. And I'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Heike. Great to be with you. Thank you. And that's it for today for our very first episode in 2024. Thank you so much for joining me and also a heartfelt thank you to our wonderful guest, Bernie Borges. You can find him in the links in the bio so you also can follow his Midlife Fulfilled podcast. I'd love to hear from you and I want to know how this episode resonated with you. Send me an email at highkidhighkeats.com in the subject line podcast 204 and let me know how the episode resonated with you until next time here at the pursue your spark podcast take care ciao